0: In today's Live Treasured podcast, we're talking about that lasting transformation that can only happen through the inner workings of the Holy Spirit. Ready? Let's do this. amazing women out there that have joined in inside of our community. If this is your first time listening, I just want to say a big welcome to you. And you know, there is not a week that doesn't go by that I don't pray for God to bring in just the women that He wants here. And so there's purpose today in you listening to this podcast And I want to say a personal welcome to you. Today, we're going to be talking about uh, a topic that I'm very passionate about, and that is our human nature that just craves this formula to follow, to find that inner transformation. And the reason why I'm passionate about talking about this is because for years uh, My shelves were crammed full of Christian self-help books, and they were great books written by biblical, um, godly authors. And the problem was that even though I was reading and diligently trying so hard, I kept finding myself frustrated. I mean, I would buy another book and another book and I would think, you know what? This is the book. This book that my girlfriend told me about. This is the one that's finally going to get rid of my codependency or my anxiety. Or oh, wait, wait, wait. There's another book out there about people pleasing. Whenever I finish reading this book, this is the one that that's going to fix my flesh. And so I would go out on this chase looking for this peace and abundant life that I kept hearing about being preached to me inside of church every Sunday. And it was like I was on this endless chase where I never could arrive. And you may be saying to yourself, well, were you not studying your Bible? Yeah, I was studying my Bible. I was inside of a great women's Bible study, and every week we would get questions to answer and commentary on those questions, and I was very dutiful and diligent to do my study. But the life that I was exploring inside of God's Word that told me about The life that I was supposed to have in Christ and the life that I was experiencing, well, they were miles apart and I was frustrated, but the truth remained that unless I connected to the healer, I would continue to search for healing and that I didn't need to read more words. I needed God's living word to reach my soul every day single day. And last week we talked about this, but the problem is, is that many faith-based resources promise an instant fix that relies on your willpower to follow a specific formula. And this often backfires because it promotes legalism and it leaves you frustrated and hopeless. And feeling like a failure. Can any of you relate? And for me, it was changing my approach to Bible study that opened up the door to lasting transformation. It was also changing my perspective on Bible study that it had to be something that I did every day. You know, in our podcast last week, and I'll leave that. Uh, description, or that? excuse me, the link in the description to that podcast below, I talked about the fact that God can deliver us, but after deliverance, there's still that daily dependence, that really that's what's true, authentic sanctification is all about. That's what the gospel is about. And just like you trusted in Christ for your salvation by hearing the word and applying it with faith, it is the same for sanctification. And the problem is that these books that I was reading, they were giving me another person's pathway or formula to follow. And so no no wonder that I ended up frustrated, right? And if you look inside of the Gospels, what you ultimately see inside of the Word is that when Jesus healed people, he did it in different ways. He told one person to put mud on their eyes. He told another person to pick up their mat and walk. And just imagine if this person had written a book about putting mud on your eyes or a blog like three steps to find healing and you put mud on your eyes and then you do this this and that right or then the one that did the pickup on your mat like did did that and you know and there's nothing God can lead us to a good Christian book um and we can even become inspired to seek Christ, because we've seen another person, we've seen transformation inside of our life. But make no mistake about it, it's not by following that person's formula that is going to heal you or transform you. It is going to be solely through the Holy Spirit. And that's this Inner transformation and following the Holy Spirit in your life, living by the Holy Spirit goes completely against living by an outside formula. But we love the formulas, right? Like these Christian books, they offer us, you know, three steps and you're going to get rid of anxiety, um, ten, 10 ways to become a better business owner, God's way, or, or whatever it is. And we think to ourselves, this is the formula. If I just read this blog, if I just buy this book and follow these steps, then I will da-da-da-da-da and, and fill in the blank. And then we find ourselves back to square one and frustrated. And the result from that." is that the enemy can use all that and to condemn you and tell you, you know what, there must be something wrong with you. But in today's podcast and in our first podcast in this series on lasting transformation, I talked about how our human nature is just attracted to the instant fix, right? Like we want the instant fix fix. We don't want like to be dependent on God forever. We just want like the healing now, now, now. Today, I want to talk to you about letting go of your checklist to take a love relationship and being led by the Holy Spirit instead. Today, I want to talk about our fascination with this outside formula. Now, human nature, we love to get a plan in place. We love to have a formula to follow. It's it's just fact. In, in fact, um, I attended a writing workshop with Donald Miller. This was um, many years ago, seven years ago. And back then, um, for his StoryBrand workshop, he wasn't as big then. And so it was a really great experience, actually. There were like 22 of us. And then here is this big author, Donald Miller. And so I took his story brand class, and he teaches us about the elements of the story. And one of the elements of the story is the plan. The hero in the story gives the person that is struggling a clear plan to follow. And inside of his literature, one of the things that he pointed out is that the clear plan is like a bridge. It helps a person get from point A to point B and to navigate through what can be scary and unknown. And then he likened it to, you know, if you're standing on the uh, on the edge of a river and the river is this river that is just rushing by and you've got to get to the other side, but you're not sure how to get there. If you have uh, a map, that is telling you step here, step there and step there like a plan to follow. You'll step into the the river brook. Well, for inner healing, things like codependency and anxiety, dealing with husbands that have alienated us through pornography or what you know, all of those sorts of things, these are big and overwhelming aspects of our life. It's like that rushing river in front of us, and we don't even know where to start. And so when a blog pops up that gives us 10 steps to follow, and that's all we'll need to do, hey, that sounds pretty good to me, right? And so we're attracted to that. Of course we are, because, you know, it's it's overwhelming, right? It's, it's I liken it to When the Israelites were delivered from Egypt and they went into the wilderness, then they were supposed to go settle the promised land. Okay, well, like how, okay, how are we, we know that you've promised God that we're supposed to get there, but how, how are we going to get there? You know what God did back in the wilderness? He said, cloud by day, fire by night. He didn't say, step one, step two, Step three, he continued to lead them and their responsibility was really not to know everything that was in front of them, but to keep their eyes on the cloud, cloud by day, fire by night. And I started to think about this, like why do we really want that plan? And I think too that When we can see the finish line, when I know the next step I'm going to take, it carries with it this promise of success, right? Like if I follow all these things, I'm going to uh, reach my spiritual in here. I'm going to reach that promised land, right? But also, it lets me be in control of my healing, right? It lets me call the shots. It lets me be in charge of getting it done. And I think especially if you've had codependent tendencies, and I talk a lot about codependency because that was my coping mechanisms for years that God broke me free from. But codependency really, in a nutshell, is just a lack of God dependency. So in my opinion, everybody, every Christian, struggles with it a little bit, right? Like we like we're always having to refocus our dependence upon God. Now you might be dependent on something else. It may not be another person like a codependent would. but the same sort of principles um, apply here. But when you're a codependent, you you rely on being good, right and in control. And you rely on your righteousness to get things done. And so especially for a codependent, man, that, that blog that gave you three steps or wrote out a prayer and said, if you pray this prayer, you know, you're, you're going to be free. You're going to all these sorts of things. And so we are in so much pain We'll, we'll be the good girl. We'll do whatever you tell us to do. Give me a formula to follow. And can I say to you, I think that's so awesome. And it is a noble effort. And God uh, like understands that heart behind that. But the problem is, again, is that it's not God's way it is not God's way. You know, God did not give the Israelites the 10 places where they were going to go inside of the wilderness before they got to the promised land. It was cloud by day, fire by night. That's it. Being led by God, keeping our eyes on God. And if you really step back and think about God's goodness in the way that he leads us, it can really bring a lot of freedom into your life. Because you know what? It takes the yoke off of you, of you trying to fix your flesh. And you will get frustrated if you step into trying to fix your flesh. And really, the Bible tells us, that the flesh has a sin nature. And so it's not even about that. It's about being led by the spirit. But if if we let go of all of that, if we let go of trying to make our righteousness happen and instead live by the spirit, whereas Israelites had to do, keep their eyes on the cloud and follow it. That's it. It simplifies. The process. And again, you know, God knows you. He created you. He knows your backstory. He knows everything that you've been through, every piece of trauma. He knows, you know, the next steps that you need to take in your journey of healing, and he's not going to let you down. And so if we stop and take this overwhelming burden and yoke off of ourselves. I'm referring to the passage when I talk about yoke, Matthew 11:28. Take that yoke off of yourself to try to fix yourself and and just know that your responsibility is just to live by the spirit and follow God. It means you have to give up control. It means you don't it may not happen tomorrow. It means that you're not going to be able to fix your flesh. You're just going to fall into the arms of God and just follow Him. And it doesn't mean a lack of effort, right? You're going to have to keep your eyes on God and and keep living by the Spirit. And the best way to do that is by approach, in my opinion and in my experience, is changing your approach to Bible study, to make room for the Holy Spirit to speak is looking at your time in God's Word, not for a list of rules, but God, Holy Spirit, what are we doing today? What are the steps that I need to take today? And this is what the Nourish Method that we've created at Treasure Ministries is all about, but I will never ever, you will never hear me say that you need the Nourish Method. You know why? Because you really don't. What you need is Jesus. And anybody can open up their Bibles and go to the Word every day and say, Lord, speak. Speak to me. Now, if you want to do this inside of a community, and if you want to hear more about it, then join the treasured tribe. But, I, but why I say all of this is because it is not about a process. It is about following the person of the Holy Spirit And when you begin to live by the Spirit, instead of a list to follow, lasting transformation and fruit will result. I mean, I even go back now and I think about the Bible study that I was in. And again, it was a great Bible study. But even the questions inside of the Bible study, they were always leading me to find a specific answer, right? Like the author had a specific point that, that they wanted to make, and they were leading me to find a specific answer. And the, a change in approach is about listening to the Holy Spirit and then following the Holy Spirit. You know, another um, important thing for us to to bring out inside of this discussion is really the role um, of the law inside of the, of the Bible. Um, because, you know, God gave us the law for a lot of reasons. The Bible tells us, one, that God gave us the law so that we would realize that we needed him and that we couldn't save ourselves. God also gave us the law to give us direction inside of our life and and to lead us to life and verses that talk about the law giving life you can find them in the old and in the new testament and in the new testament so the law is not bad okay um and the law was it was like a guardian the bible tells us in galatians inside of our life because we had this sin nature, right? Sin entered the picture, and so God gave us the law to help guide us in our life, um, and and also to show us what sin was. Roman tells us Romans tells us that before the law, we we wouldn't have even known that a sin was a sin. Okay, so that's what the law did. But what the law did not have power to do was to transform you. And a lot of times when we read verses that talk about the difference of the law in the New Testament, sometimes what gets translated and even sadly what gets preached from the pulpit is just throw away the law. And what really needs to get thrown away is how we're changing. It's not the what that gets thrown away. In other words, God, once you become a Christian, he begins to take you on this process of sanctification. And sanctification is awesome because God is showing us a new way to live. And the way that he gives us to live, it is life-giving, not just to you, but to everybody around you. And the problem is we see the life-giving way to live, but then we try to make that happen in our life by following formulas or outside forces. But what happened was when Jesus Christ came, he made it, his sacrifice made it possible for the holy spirit to come and live within us how amazing is that right and so so jesus's sacrifice has made me righteous in right standing with god as a gift because of faith jesus's sacrifice so, because of that, the Holy Spirit can come and live within me. Praise be to God! Right, and so now, you and I have access not only to God's power. Ephesians tells us the resurrection power in Ephesians 1, 18, 19, but God's guidance inside of our life. So. What has happened is, it is not the what that has changed, it's the how. I've heard it said this way, um, and forgive me for this, I cannot remember who I heard this from, but it does bear worth repeating. It's not that the law changed, right? It's not that living at peace and forgiving others, it's not that that changed, that the location of the law changed. You know, the Bible tells us in Jeremiah thirty-one thirty-three that he's going to put the law in our minds and to write it on our hearts. In other words, now the change is not external by following a list of rules, but it's internal. It's internal. And the internal change that happens is when we live by the Spirit, which happens through an intimate relationship with God, where you take his hand and you follow the Holy Spirit every single day. And that's why you need that daily truth for victory and the daily dependence for victory. And you throw away your checklist, right? It's not a checklist I can finish, but it's a love relationship for a lifetime. Where, like, doing everything right and perfect with the motive of duty that's that checklist duty, right? Versus responding to the Holy Spirit with an obedience that flows from faith expressing itself through love. You know, that's a verse in Galatians um, 5. Faith is expressing itself uh, through love. And I'm going to read that verse to you. It's Galatians 5, starting um, in verse 5. But we who live by the Spirit eagerly wait to receive by faith the righteousness God has promised to us. For when we place our faith in Christ Jesus, there's no benefit in being circumcised or uncircumcised, what's important is faith expressing itself in love. Now, that part about their faith expressing itself in love and the most important thing, I used to think, okay, that means when I have faith in Christ, I'm going to do actions that love others. And of course, it will mean that. But you know what I think the deeper meaning inside of here is that it is about your love relationship with God and a checklist or a formula that reminds me of God. Can I perform for you and be perfect for you? So I'll fulfill this duty and I won't feel shame anymore versus being messy before God walking with God, and following Him, listening to His promptings, not because you're trying to get Him to love you or to be perfect or to not be filled with shame, but because you you love Him. Faith expressing itself through love. In other words, you know, when God prompts me to do something, I now want to do it because i love him because i love him in fact i'm head over heels in love with god and so all of a sudden it's not that the law is trash and we throw it away our motives change and and our how change you all know how much i love the author lois traverberg she's written sitting at the feet of Rabbi Jesus. I'm so excited. She's going to come inside of the Treasure Tribe and do a Q&A um, for our members on the book. I'm so excited about that. But anyway, Lois Traverberg, the reason why I love her books, any of her books, highly recommend, is because she really brings context to reading the Bible. She is such a scholar, and she has such a great writing ability to bring that information and share it with you in such a way that it brings your study of God's Word to life. But uh, um, on inside of her book, Sitting at the Feet of Rabbi Jesus, on page 125, I've got to read this quote to you. On Sinai, God had given His people the covenant of the Torah, meaning law or instruction. On Pentecost, He gave us His Spirit to seal a new covenant of the forgiveness of sin. Like the Torah, the Spirit reveals God's truth, instructs us, and convicts us of sin. But unlike the Torah, the Spirit empowers us. To live in communion with God by changing our hearts from within. Something the law could not do. The law could not do that. And so, you know, it doesn't matter really if it's a outward formula or law that we create or somebody else tells us to do or any other law. If it's an outside formula, it's going to require your willpower to follow it. If you are instead fostering that love relationship with God and listening to the Holy Spirit and being led by the Holy Spirit, then when the Lord prompts you, not only do you have His guidance, but you've got his power behind you to do it. And the more that we live by the spirit, it's the how that's changed, right? That's where that inner transformation happens, right? It's that, uh, um, that, that word that heals our life, leading us into a future of hope. Um, and it is the... Picture of not knowing the steps that you're going to need to take, not comparing yourself to another Christian and trying to do everything the way that they're doing it. Now, I think it's good to be inspired by another person's journey. I love that. That's like important inside of community. And I also think that community is important because we can learn things from one another, but the Lord. Should be your leader, and when he's your leader, that's when lasting transformation um, happens inside of your life. And it can be tricky because on the outside, it can look like we're doing everything right. We could be in, like I was, in Bible study, going to church, and still broken and the flipping point for me actually happened after my life came down with a crash and i didn't know where to go i didn't know who to turn to i didn't even i didn't even know like what codependency was or that that was my issue and it was really getting to the bottom of me right and my self-reliance and my efforts to fix my flesh, and holding up my hands and saying, God, I can't do this, but I know you can. And then just beginning to take the pressure off of trying to fix myself and to follow Jesus instead. In John chapter 8, Jesus um, is is coming to and ministering to this woman that's been caught in adultery and uh, uh, She's been tricked by the Pharisees, and, you know, we can only imagine how embarrassing this was for her, and when Jesus came to her, uh, he didn't condemn her, the Bible says, but then he tells her, uh, he says, I don't condemn you, but then he says to her, and he says to everybody that's standing there, I am the light of the world, if you follow me. You won't have to walk in darkness anymore, but you will have the light that leads to life. In other words, he didn't say to her, go fix the Pharisees or go fix yourself or go back. And what he said was, follow me. Turn from your sin and follow me. And that is the key. That is the key to lasting transformation It is to throw away the checklist and throw away all those formulas that you tried so hard to keep and found yourself frustrated. You know what? Can I just tell you today that there is not a thing wrong with you? And I believe God wants you to know today that he is so blessed by your efforts and he's been waiting over here forever for you to give that responsibility to him you know our lord will never put you on a leash he will never make you follow him but he asks you to lean on him and to listen to him one day at a time one step at a time and a big part of this is changing your approach to Bible study. Is becoming sensitive uh, to the Holy Spirit. Um, Galatians five sixteen says, "So I say, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. Then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves." And so, really, it's like you saying, "Okay." Uh, and, and it's so deceiving, right? Because, well, isn't that formula? Isn't that like good and godly? And it is. But it doesn't have the power to change you. What has the power to change you is when you say, God, let be, be my guide. I, I have left my Egypt. I'm a Christian. And now I'm. I want to walk in this wilderness with you in daily dependence, one day at a time, one step at a time, and I. you are now my guide. And God can lead you, he can lead you to a good, solid, biblical Christian book to to read, but books don't have the ability to heal you, and so God has to be at the center with that. Um And it goes on to say this. Those who have belonged to Christ Jesus have nailed the passions and desires of their sinful nature to the cross and crucified them there. Since we are living by the Holy Spirit, let us follow the Spirit's leading in every area of our lives. So it's not just saying Okay, Holy Spirit, I want you to be my guide. We have to follow through in, in obedience to that. Go back to the Israelites. Just like it was cloud by day, fire by night, and God provided the cloud by day, fire by night, right? The Israelites had to say, you know what? That's going to be my guide. And then you know what else they had to do? They had to put one foot in front of the other. And every day, where's the guide? Where's the cloud? Where's the fire? Let me follow that. And it's all about being sensitive to the Holy Spirit. You know, inner healing or like when we are faced with something that's so overwhelming um, and it could be just maybe it's a disaster that has happened in your life that you never saw coming or maybe it is that you are sick and tired because you've been trying so hard all of your life to get over this this one issue and and it's just overwhelming you know it doesn't have to be we make it so much more confusing and we are tempted to grab on to an outside formula Because we somehow reason that in this formula, I'm going to get to the other side. I'm going to get through my wilderness. But what does God say? Live by the Spirit. Keep in step with the Spirit. What did Jesus say? Jesus said, follow me. And it's about being sensitive to the Holy Spirit. And it's also about setting your mind to the Holy Spirit. And that's what we're going to be talking about in next week's podcast. But what I want you to see today is making room for the Holy Spirit. Now, the Nourish Method, that can that is one of the big principles that we teach in there, is about changing your approach to Bible study. But again, I will never say that our method is what allows that to happen. It is all about Jesus. It is all about trusting Him. But you do have to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit and have that mindset. Discern God's voice and and follow Him. And And then you must listen and follow. You know, I always say that... Holy Spirit revelation without application is merely information, right? So we have to be sensitive to the promptings of the Holy Spirit. We can teach you how to do that inside the treasure tribe. But you also have to follow the Lord. And that's the key to lasting transformation. Now, when you sign up for this, one of the things that you also must do is to set your mind and become battle ready because the enemy is going to attack. And I know like when I've described it today, you know, we talk about this idea of following God and being led by this spirit and, you know, but, but it's not easy and it's not a bed of roses because the enemy is going to come and attack. But in our podcast next week, I'm going to talk about the importance of setting the mind and how you can become battle ready. But I want to leave you with this one other um, point about this today. You know, as I said, for years, I was just on this chase for inner healing and God did heal me. I mean, he's brought me through so much in my life and I praise God for how he has literally transformed my life through the power of his word and the Holy Spirit. I praise his name for that. And in all of this, while I rejoice for the peace and the joy and the freedom and the confidence that he's given me, You know what's even better than all that? Like, what's even better than not relying on my codependence anymore? What's even better than God bringing healing into so many relationships in my life? What's even better than that is that when I was in my wilderness, you know what I found that I loved even more than inner healing? And that was a love relationship with him. When you start to walk so intimately with God and become sensitive to the Holy Spirit, it is it is like so beautiful and it is an adventure right And you just fall head over heels in love with him. you really really do and all of a sudden, all those things that you were chasing, the peace and the joy, don't get me wrong. I praise God for those, but what I'm more grateful for is that I have found a love relationship and I have fallen in love with Him in such a way that I never, ever, ever want to leave His side. You know something? Our God is amazing! and he's been so clear and concise in his word he invites us to follow him and he says you know take the pressure off the yoke off that you're trying so hard to fix yourself and come and follow me and then one day at a time one step at a time just watch wait and see and you will become the woman that God has created you to be. Hey, if you wanna find out more about how to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit, how to walk in this daily truth in God's word, if you wanna do that with a group of women by your side, go over to our website and look into joining the Treasure Tribe because we'd love to have you walk with us. Hey! It's been so great to talk to you today. And in our podcast next week, we're going to be talking about becoming battle-ready by setting your mind on the Holy Spirit. So I'll talk to you then. Bye-bye.